Heads. This is a podcast for whiskey about whiskey. I am Jordan, and with me is my. Wow. I, want to say, I don't want to say new co host because that makes it feel like I'm getting rid of Luke altogether. We have a guest co host. I think that'd be a better way to say it, wouldn't it? Yes, guest co host. Um, you, you may know him from our other projects. Um, well, a project, but soon to be hopefully the other project as well. Maybe. So then you'll be on all three. You'll have the trifecta. Oh, yeah. Do you want to introduce yourself? I'm Luke. <laughs> I'm not Luke. Oh, I feel like this Luke might actually get stuff done. <laughs> might actually pay attention to me. This is going to be great. <laughs> I'm Alex, also known as Aerofer on the Minecraft. Aerofer XD, isn't it? Aerofer XD. Got to get that right. Yes. Yes. Although you'll never see the XD on my name on the YouTube channel. <laughs> but the channel's Aerofer XD. But the channel is. Yeah. So if you need to search it, it's easier to do it that way, as I found out. Yeah, yeah. One day we will be famous enough that, uh, you know, it just appears. Ping! <laughs> yeah, I can't really do, like, a link within the soundbite. Ah, uh, uh, I'm selfless self-promotion. <laughs> oh, I don't blame you. Hell no. It's, it's just a thing you do. So, yeah, we're talking about whiskey today, and more importantly, we're going to be talking about the Mortlach Distillery, which is a really fun one I know we haven't got around to yet. We might have mentioned it, but I know we haven't dedicated an episode to it. And also, we're going to be reviewing a independent bottling of Mortlach, so we'll be covering the independent bottlers a bit as well. However, how into whiskey are you, Alex? How much do you know going in? I I would happily be in a whiskey. You know, like that's uh, <laughs> that's how into whiskey I am. <laughs> well, although I I do struggle to remember the facts, I I can tell a nice whiskey when I taste it. That's all you um, need to know. Yeah, yeah. I've never heard of Mortlach, but it starts with Mort, which you know already puts it on the cool list. Any particular styles of whiskey you tend to like? I do like a PT whiskey. Uh, those are my favourites, but I do save them. So I've got the one Lagavulin, nine-year-old Game of Thrones one, um, that I, I've had it for like four years. I, I... Well, that's the good <laughs> thing about whiskey. It doesn't go off. Right then. Well, I'm sorry to disappoint you. Today is not a PT whiskey. Oh, that's all right. Um, I'd already got this episode planned, so tough. Tough bananas, as the saying goes. Mortlack is actually in Speyside. It's one of the oldest of seven distilleries found in a, an area of Dufftown. Um, Dufftown also has Balvenie, they have uh, Glenfiddich because the two are next to each other. And um, so that's one, two, three. Yeah, four others that I'm actually drawing a blank on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I prepped this this morning. I, I looked up which ones they were. I can't believe I've done this. <laughs> there's, there's four others and they are there and they exist, I promise you, because I read through the list. And I was very proud of myself because I, I memorised it and I've just drawn a blank. Couldn't make that up. I have a whiskey map poster I might bring with me next time. Oh, you, you think <laughs> you're going to get a repeat kind of appearance on this? Oh, I can tell. The ratings, they're in already. Yeah, you know. I mean, actually, I have to say our, our, our Instagram feed is going crazy right now as people react to this. Because, you know, podcasts are obviously live. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Comment from uh, Coolboy123. <laughs> Please bring him back on again. Oh, <laughs> Finally, a professional. I'm not going to take offence to that. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe it'll just be like with Star Trek with the red shirts in the original series, and we'll just kill you off, and, uh, and yeah. then I have to get someone else in. Not a red shirt, but I am wearing the red shirt. <laughs> I made a mistake. 
Oh dear. Um, yep, yeah, so it is one of seven distilleries in Dufftown, which is a region within Speyside. They produce about 3.8 million litres a year, which is quite a bit. Now, as I've said before, when I talk about 3.8 million litres, it is 3.8 million litres of alcohol. So they are also producing effectively more than that because you've got your water and your spirits and things like that. But there's 3.8 million litres of pure alcohol effectively produced at that distillery each year. That's a lot. It is. It's, it's um, I mean, it depends on the swimming pool, but I think it's more than most swimming pools. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Someone like, might have a 3.8 million litre swimming pool. I don't know. <laughs> I'm thinking about like it going as, as a waterfall, just like, that's what I'm picturing. Just pure alcohol waterfall. Mm. And... It would probably flow for a long time with that much. Or surprisingly not. And we'd be like, oh, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, we don't really know. <laughs> you know, it's just one of those moments where you're like, either this is going to be really, really impressive or really, really underwhelming. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to do a, a calculation when I get home. <laughs> <laughs> How long does it take you to put 8 million litres to fall off the Niagara Falls? <laughs> yeah. Probably not that much actually in Niagara. That's Three a big seconds. waterfall. <laughs> <laughs> um, you see, the thing about Mortlake is... It's actually one of Diageo's really, really important distilleries. That 3.8 million litres, most of it will not end up as single malt. It goes into a lot of their blends because Diageo own uh, Johnny Walker. Uh, yes. Um, along with other things, don't get me wrong, but Johnny Walker is their best-selling whiskey. Um, they, they have several rate of the range, but Mortlack goes into it and they need Mortlack because it is seriously high-quality malt, which we'll get to why that is in a minute. Um... But basically, uh, a blend is a recipe, as I've said before. You use ingredients in this recipe, and if you have good ingredients like Mortlake or like Linkwood, which is another one they use a lot, um, you get these higher quality kind of blends coming through. You need this in the backbone, and that's what's really important. Um, now, I should also mention that Mortlake has a really fun series of stills for their setup, which um, I actually need a diagram. I have a diagram on the next page. I was This was explained to me. I think three times and I, it, I finally gave in and, and created a diagram just to remember how this works because it is bizarre it's the only distillery I know that pulls this off um Mortlach figures that all their spirit is distilled 2.81 times through yeah. some very dodgy maths that's very precise I know I love it it's, it's 2.81 <laughs> not just I, I'd have gone yeah you know it's like 2.8 yeah not quite three 2.8 2.81 and I'd like to imagine that somewhere there is this, like, chalkboard <laughs> or something where they've got, like... <laughs> in the ancient annals of whiskey history, they had, like, an abacus or something. <laughs> it's preserved. So, like, the back of the distillery, there's, like, this one untouched section. It's like, nope. <laughs> oh, dear. So, yeah, now this is where it gets really fun. I love this. This is the only way I could figure this out. And you'll notice I had a ruler, but I also didn't, like, square it off. So <laughs> some of it's hand-drawn, some of it's... <laughs> I was yes. about to say, those are very straight lines yeah. in this diagram. It's, it's great. So they have three wash stills, first of all. You have wash still one, wash still two, wash still three. Simple enough. Now, in a normal distillery, if you had three wash stills, you'd have three spirit stills, and you'd just go one-to-one, two-to-two, three-to-three three kind of thing. And that's how roughly it works. Now, bearing in mind that you have more... Wash stills are always bigger, because you've got more liquid in there. Spirit stills are the ones that are smaller but they're the ones that get that final percentage up to the top. Wash still number three goes straight to spirit still number three, which is how, like I say, traditionally it would work. So that's not an issue. Wash still number, or wash stills numbers one and two get mixed together. 80% of the highest strength spirit goes into spirit still number two. 20% of the lowest strength spirit goes into spirit still number one, which is affectionately called wee witchy. <laughs> because it's very squat, very dumpy, and it looks like a witch's hat. 
kid you not, they literally call it Wee Witchy. Love it. So that's the first stage done. However, it then gets even better because so that 80% of the highest spirits from those first two stills, spirit still number two, just goes straight on. That's fine. We're over and done with that. Just as we are with spirit still number three with the wash still number three. So straight to three, that's fine. The 80% of the highest spirits goes into two, and that's fine. But that 20% lowest spirits that goes into Wee Witchy is actually distilled a further two times in this spirit still. <laughs> so that gets effectively three, three kind of goes around there. And then they combine it all together and a Apparently that is how you get 2.81 times distilled. Mmm. Absolutely bonkers. <laughs> now why they do this... Oh my god, we're on, we're on 20 minutes! <laughs> and I've only just got through the stills. I'm gonna have to cut this episode down so much. Oh, Mortlack so much information. You could, you could do like just an hour of Mortlack, it's crazy. Um, this one... Not a lot of spirit reflux going on. This one's a little lighter, and this one's going to be the lightest. Yep. So, in effect, they're balancing out all these different spirit styles that all go into your final thing, because it all combines at that point before you keep filling it in your casks. Right? I'm just, just sort of struggling to see why that would make a difference. <laughs> I don't know why they do this. There's got to be easier ways to achieve this spirit style. Yeah. Instead of getting really heavy spirit and really light spirit and mixing it together, but they're still the single malts. They're the guys. This is the way. <laughs> this is why I say, like distilleries, once they have a, a kind of a profile, they never change from it because mm -hmm. you know this is this is what creates their flavor. And I'm sure if they got new stills, they could create a similar style. You know, you go, look, this is how we're going to... Instead of doing all this, like, messing around, we could just distill it two times with these styles of stills and we'll get something similar. But it won't be exactly the same. And so Mortlack's flavour profile would change. And Diageo will never do that with Mortlack because Mortlack's flavour profile is so important to them. They need it, like I say, because of Johnny Walker. Um, the single malt's lovely, don't get me wrong. I, I, I'm a big fan of Mortlack. But what makes them their money is Johnny Walker, particularly this time of year when we get towards Christmas. Mm. So now we're on to Signatory, who are the bottlers. So effectively what's happened is they've bought some spirit from um, from the Mortlake distillery, or from Diageo in effect, from their central warehousing, and then they've further matured it in their casks. Signatory own Edridor Distillery, which is at Pit Lockery, which is where me and Luke went, and they were closed. Oh. <laughs> I've wanted to see Edridor for so long, and I finally get up there and I have a very nice picture of their gates saying, sorry, we're closed. <laughs> and I was like, yay! Heartbreak. Fortunately, I knew they were closed before I got up there. It's not like my whole trip was wasted, but... Now, the reason why Signatory own Edridor is because, as independent bottlers, your job is basically getting casks off of the distilleries, but you need a supply of whiskey consistently. And so, if you want a distillery, that's a very handy way to ensure you have some whiskey. Mm. Okay? Um, now, the reason why they're called Signatory, apparently, is originally they wanted to get kind of like celebrities um, to sign... On individual cast kind of things and that's why this signature signatory kind of thing a few different kind of uh, parts to the range you have your standard signatory vintage you have signatory unchill filtered which is what we'll be doing in a minute and then you have the signatory cask strength collection where funny enough their cask strength oh. <laughs> oh and those come in very very fancy <laughs> candy kind of bottles and they, they they really look the part but also they're often more expensive because they're picking some of the best casks, and also if you're dealing with cask strength, you're paying more duty in alcohol. However, unchill filtered. Do you know what unchill filtered? Do you remember what unchill filtered means? Oh my god, you guys spoke about this on the last two episodes. Like <laughs> two episodes in a row. Well, not just that, you were at a whiskey tasting where it got covered. 
is to do with the copper being chilled, being cold. It's like running through cold. No. You were kind of close. I'll give you that. I'm not sure what it's the like. As it's mean. going through the filter, the filter itself <laughs> is cold. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You you're stringing words together. Um, or is it the whiskey itself is cold <laughs> as it's being filtered? No. What they do, you, you're kind of close. Oh, is basically after you've distilled it and matured it, they will often um, chill filter. Certain distilleries will anyway um, chill filter it before bottling. So this is after all your maturation. It gets cloudy. If yes. you don't chill filter, it gets cloudy. That's the oils. <laughs> yes. When If you don't chill filter, when it gets colder, the oils start to congeal and they will start to go cloudy. And if it gets really, really cold, it will actually start to form lumps, um, which is, I have a, a picture of that. That's really Ooh. funny. And it, it kind of looks like a lava lamp. It has to be really <laughs> cold for it to do that, though. I will say that. I've seen it a couple of times when like certain whiskies have come off a lorry in the middle of like January, early in the morning. Obviously, you've been travelling through the night, freezing cold temperatures, and you can actually see lumps in them. As soon as it warms up, it dissipates. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with this. However, a lot of people don't like this look. And so that's why some distilleries and groups will um, chill filter their whiskey. If you don't chill filter your whiskey, you leave all those oils in, and that's when you get a far more kind of full-bodied, rounder kind of whiskey, because you're getting all that... It's not flavour so much, but it certainly is the mouthfeel. Mm, mouthfeel. Mouthfeel. Great word. Or create two words, I suppose. So that is why the signature on chill filter range exists. They're always bottled at 46%, because at 46% you don't need to chill filter. This is one of the joys. Um, if you bottle below and you're not careful, that's when your oils start to happen. However, some people get away with this. Glendronic in particular, they go, they do 43 and they don't chill filter and it still doesn't react. I don't know how they pull that off. Wait, so you, you can only be a whiskey if you're 40% or higher? Yes. <laughs> But you only have this problem between 40 and 46. Yes. So, doesn't everyone just save for 46? Interesting question, Alex. Mm. Now, this stems to a couple of reasons. First of all, if you bottle at 40%, you get more whiskey out of your barrels that you can sell. Because uh, you're diluting it a bit more, so you get more money. So that's one of the reasons, first of all. Second of all, certain whiskies taste better at certain percentages, which we'll get to. A big reason is to do with um, some markets only like whiskies at certain strengths. So, over in Asia, where a lot of whiskey gets consumed, 40% um, is the go-to number. They don't like it stronger than 40. It's a big market, and so a lot of distilleries that ship over there, instead of having like a release specifically for them at 40 and for the UK at 46, they just do it all at 40. Because why muck around? Makes sense. Because at the end of the day also, the volume they're drinking over there versus us. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to focus on the bigger volume, funnily enough. However, in, um, let's get this right, I think it's America or Australia or something. It's, it begins with an A. <laughs> so we could have Africa as well, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, uh, 43 is their number. Huh? So, um, so they have a, a minimum bottling strength of 43. So again, if you're dealing with that market, you might as well keep it at 43. Yeah. It's fair enough. Quite specific. So that's why quite often you will see the big numbers being 40, 43, and 46 are your standard ones because at 46, again, you don't need to chill filter. And then after that, you start to usually get towards your cast strength releases, which vary wildly. Um, then there's always exceptions to the rule, like um, Brook Laddie, they just like to bottle at 50 um, because you're adding some water to it, but you're still keeping a heck of a lot of that flavour in. Uh, they will always, they will never bottle below 50. Um, Glen Glassow do a couple of uh, releases at 50% as well. Uh, and someone else does. 
Um, Springbank, they will never bottle blow 46, and, and um, Alki as well. So there's always these kind of like barriers. I mean, in theory, there's no, there's no reason why you couldn't add water and bottle it at 42 and just say, let's start bottling strength. We'll call it quits. We don't even need to try any whiskey at this point, right? We're just done. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's that's how this goes. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Hi, it's Jordan here. Uh, I get it. You hear enough of my voice on these things anyway. But I'm back, and it's programming announcement time. So, GNS Season 1 is all out, uh, as well as our Halloween bonus episode. However, we will be having some more bonus episodes coming out soon to fill in the gap whilst we're waiting for Season 2. Um, it's on its way. <laughs> I should also say... Uh, I apologise in this episode in particular because Caskheads ran late. Yeah, I dropped the ball on that one. Um, just didn't find the time to record, unfortunately. So yeah, we're about, I think we're at least one week overdue and I apologize, I do, but yeah, we're back. And since it's been so long since you heard about whiskey, I think we'll get back to it. So thanks to whiskey, I sniff everything I drink now. I just, do. Just, uh, I, I sniff my I water. I sniff food as well. <laughs> oh, I sniff my food. I sniffed that before whiskey. <laughs> yeah, but not for like, is this gone off kind of thing. I always just, like, you get into a habit of actually like picking up aromas and you appreciate things a lot more. Mm. Um, now, looking at the colour, what, what what kind of colour would you say this is? This is a very light, very pale, very pale This is like me. <laughs> <laughs> My inner arm that doesn't get the sun. <laughs> I'm, I'm more of a Lagavulin myself, or a <laughs> tomato in here. Yes, that's a very light one. Give it a swirl. Um, which tells you that they've used kind of like, um, probably American oak casks for this colour, but also I would I would think that this is a refill cask. Not a lot of wood contact's gone into this at all. Uh -huh. um, which is also why I like this, because you get a lot more of the more like spirit coming through. I don't mean spirity in a bad way, I mean that you're getting more of those actual distillery characteristics. If they put it into something like a virgin oak cask like that one, or some first fill sherry casks, you could very easily overpower everything. It's got legs. Legs for days. Legs for days. Many legs, thin, and uh, close together. Quite fast. That's quite a light whiskey, which, again, you're getting that from that 2.81 times distilled. Because you're closer to three times distilled than two times distilled. Mm -hmm. So you're effectively getting a lighter whiskey. You are welcome to taste it. This is weird that my co-host is actually drinking whiskey with me, because Luke doesn't. <laughs> and it's been a couple of years since I had my dad on as well, so... That's quite a sweet one. Mm-hmm. Mm. I forgot, sorry. The nose on this. Oh, yes, it's there it is. amazing. <laughs> told you everything you know. I've got to say, sherry. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> there's a sherry. A bit of a sherry on it. Definitely agree with you on that kind of sweet. It's it's um, you're still getting that vanilla side, but not too overpowering. It's like it's a first roll American oak cask. I was thinking maybe pears or something like that. A little bit of spice on the fish, but very faint. It's it's definitely more on a summer than a winter whiskey, I think. Mm. Um, and to say it's forty six percent, I didn't think it was too kind of like in your face. I suppose you could take a drop of water, but I don't think it needs a lot. I'd be very hesitant to pour water with this whiskey. I mean, I really struggle to put words to flavours, but I think you've uh, you've 
Doesn't it? Spicy, yes. And there's a little devilish detail just dancing around the glasses. It's almost like it's... There's a faint hint. Whiskey. Ah! <laughs> I see, I see. Well, if I knew I was allowed to just say it tastes like whiskey, I'd have been fine. <laughs> Sorry, that's what I do that when like, people have been too serious and really bug me. Whiskey is for everyone. Whiskey to the people. I really enjoyed that one. I'll give that one two thumbs up. So, that naturally brings us to... Luke's favourite section. Oh, no! <laughs> Five facts. Five things you've learned today, Alex. Um, well, thing number one, stills go up. <laughs> stills go up? You are correct. Uh, this one... Ah, we have those subterranean stills. They run down. <laughs> the, uh, Mortlach, uh, is 2.8... Gosh, 2.7... We've said it so many times, this you got the 2.8 right. 2.81. There it is. 2.81. 2, 2.81% distilled. The times distilled, not percent times, distilled. Times distilled. That's what I meant. You you fed me whiskey. This is what's happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, this is a lot harder than it looks. I, I will not... <laughs> Suddenly, uh, Luke looks like he's doing a really, really good job. I love Firefacts. It's my favourite secret because I just get to sit back and laugh. <laughs> and that happens because you've got you've got your three uh, cold washes. No? You wash stills. Wash stills. And they go through to their distilling Spirit stills. stills. Spirit stills. Uh, one goes to one. So like one... Number three goes to number three. Number three goes to number three. Number two and number one. There's the last number left. <laughs> doing it backwards here. <laughs> Those two get mixed up, but you take 80% of one and 20% of the other one. Of um, both. Oh, well, of both, because you mix them first, then you take the top 80% strength, and you put that into number two yes, spirit wash. Yes, I'm impressed. Which then goes out, and then number three spirit wash, which is the eight, the 20%, they do that three times. Total, and yes. Then, then, then they mix it all up again. And for a bonus point, <laughs> what's the third spirit still called? Spirit still three. It has a fun Oh, no, no, it's we... Wee witchy. That's the one. You're on four facts. One more. Can you can you do it? Oh, oh. There are seven distilleries around that area. He's done it. Seven <laughs> distilleries in Dufftown. Yes. <sighs> well, we don't know the names of all of them because he couldn't remember. I draw a blank and I'm still, I've been frantically trying to think. I'm just like, no. It's Sunday. I don't know if we record on a Sunday, all right? <laughs> It's the end of the week, man. So, that basically concludes the episode. Woo! You've done pretty damn well, to be honest. Oh, thank you. Um, I'm thinking of introducing a new section, just for guests. Is there something you'd like to add to Cask Whisperer lore? Like another character or something? You can't touch Cask Whisperer, because that's obviously Luke. But is there anything you want to bring into the Cask Whisperer universe? Did you just say Luke was the Cask Whisperer? No, Luke's... Luke controls... <laughs> Spoilers. I can neither confirm nor deny that Luke is a cask whisperer. <laughs> oh, you heard it here first, folks. You know what? You never see Luke and the cask whisperer in the same building. No, you don't. Because <laughs> uh, I'm the cask whisperer. <laughs> I need more time to think about this. 
That's why I sprung it on you at the end. Uh, Task Whisperer has a special hat. No, oh, no, it, it can't be anything well, it can't to do be with, to do with him. You, you can add something to the universe, but you can't touch the Cask Whisperer. Luke could never forgive me. No, no, it's true. I can't touch the Cask Whisperer. So, um... It's Luke's baby. Can the Cask Whisperer have a sidekick? He does. It's the Quarter Cask, remember? Oh, yes. Actually, I do remember. <laughs> it's the little baby Quarter Cask. Who's the uh, Arch Nemesis? The Arch Nemesis is the Stillman. Yeah, the Stillman needs flushing, flushing, flushing out. Fleshing out. <laughs> we should probably flush the Stillman yeah, out, though. Flush him out of hiding, that's what you mean. <laughs> there is a notorious cabal that does know of the existence of the Task Whisperer. I thought you were going to say notorious kebab. <laughs> that's way better. There's a notorious kebab. <laughs> I want to introduce the kebab fan that you can find outside the various distilleries because, you know, they go home late, they need to need to eat and stuff. But who is behind this kebab fan? And how can he be in multiple places at once? Oh, I see. <laughs> mm-hmm. And are they only there to serve kebabs or is there an ulterior motive? Yes. Something more nefarious, perhaps? Why does it have a satellite dish on top of it? Who knows? And why is it always parked over those uh, entry sewer grates? Those convenient <laughs> grates yeah, that allow them access? <laughs> Yep, that's my addition. It's uh, up to Luke to figure out how it works. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, this has been Cascades. Thank you for listening. If you in... Oh, God, I haven't done this in ages. If you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe on whichever podcasting platform you use. It really does help us, but more importantly, may lead to others listening in and discovering this show. I'd also like to thank Adrian and Alison Murray of the We Drum Whiskey Shop in Bakewell. They have a wide variety of whiskies available to buy, and they're very knowledgeable, they're great people, and they even have a website, which is www.wedram.co.uk. Uh, I should also mention, we have a new website, which I've been plugging recently, www.caffeinadelminds.co.uk, all one word, and you can find our Cascades episodes, as well as little uh, interesting facts, and you can also find out about our other projects, including one where Fox is involved, and another one where he soon will be, perhaps, maybe. You know, Spoilers. And possibly even a fourth project. Who knows? Let's just let's just go throw everything at the dartboard. Yeah. Caffeine Idol Minds, the Empire. Yeah. I think that, yeah. Bye. Oh, yes, and as always, we will leave you with this one editing goop. Bye. <laughs> That's actually not bad for it, I guess. <laughs> you can. <gasps> oh no! Oh no! Oh, what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> We're slacking off on the job. This <laughs> is just gonna bust out the Rocket League. <laughs> oh, more likely than Minecraft. More likely than Minecraft. <laughs>